0: I'm Jessie and I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona Realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media and now we're
1: bringing you our best-kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into socially modern. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socially Modern podcast. We are so excited to be here. It's been two weeks too long. We've definitely missed you. Yes,
0: <laughs> we have. I I haven't had our own episodes to listen to a couple for a couple weeks in a row. And it's See made me really it. sad. <laughs> we record them and then even
1: we like turn them on in the mornings when I'm getting ready or whatever. I'm driving into the office and that's
0: when I listen to us. Yep same (laughs) yeah and we haven't had episodes to listen to but we are back and man July is stacked like July has five Thursdays you guys so we're recording five episodes for you and they're all like crazy awesome topics I'm excited to dive into each of them me too yeah starting with this episode which is how to write a killer Instagram bio oh my gosh Your bio is so important, don't you think? I totally agree. This is a huge, huge,
1: important tool. And if you're not using it, I mean... You you're severely
0: missing out. Yes, I agree. Honestly, your profile bio is like really important real estate on Instagram. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but it but it is because when someone comes to your profile, they are going to read through your bio and then determine whether or not they want to follow you or even unfollow you. Because I've had I've done that as well, um, which basically means your bio could end up being the difference between a new client or not. And when you put it like that, that's like, wow, you know, it Mm -hmm. really makes you think. Yeah. I mean, you really don't think about it that way, but it's just your bio is a conversion tool. It is. It's part of a conversion tool. So we want to write the best one possible. Um, To elaborate on how important this is, though, I want you guys to open up Instagram right now. So go ahead and change over, change apps. Don't pause the podcast right now, but just go over to Instagram. And then go to your profile on your profile in the middle you should see a button called insights so click on that then go and click on uh, accounts reached so there should be just a spot accounts reached kind of in the middle again and then once you've clicked that scroll to the bottom under profile activity you should see profile visits and you can filter it for the last seven days or last 30 days or something like that And that's how many people have come to your profile in either the last seven days or 30 days or whatever filter you have on there. And you'll probably be surprised by that number. I was surprised by that number. I, in the last seven days, have had 955 profile visits. Um, Seriously. That's how many times someone has come to my profile. Now, I don't believe that Instagram defines whether they actually follow you already or not. So it could be new people. It could be current people. But that's how many times someone could be potentially reading Wait, your bio. Wait, tell me your number again. 955. 955. Okay. In the last seven days, I've had 920. Yeah. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. That's how many times someone could potentially be reading your bio and determine whether they want to consume your content or not. Or buy a product or service from you. Exactly. Like, that's Get with the program. This is crazy. So, so you guys, we have four different questions that we believe your bio should be answering. So we're going to break down each of those for you right now. Stephanie, do you want to kick it off with the first one? Yeah, definitely. So
1: who you are, of course, Mm -hmm. who are
0: you on this platform? What are you,
1: (laughs) we need to know your name. I mean, it really is this simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds so silly when we put this out there, right? We're like, hi, we need to know what your name is. Um, but You'd be surprised how many people's profiles don't clearly state who they are. Mm-hmm. And so, like me personally, I like to have my first and my last name, um, and then I also have like a little line, and then it says "realtor." So that way, people know my first name, last name, and what I do. Mm-hmm. Clear and simple. And you know, then everybody when I'm in the DMs too, they can see my name. It's all there. Mm-hmm. But something that I thought about when we were talking about this part was, you know, the key is to remember that, you know, like for instance, your old AIM Messenger name, like RoxyGirl28. And Jesse, what
0: was yours? <laughs> Mine, uh, my MSN Messenger was Soccer Blondie, spelled with two E's. <laughs> soccer <laughs> so Blondie unique, Jess. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just not, those just aren't going to cut it. You at can't this have point. that. If you've got like
1: a very funky name going on in your Instagram profile, you need to get rid of it. Um, you know, that goes for the same thing for your handle, Mm -hmm. right? Like Jesse's is really easy to know when we know Jesse's name Mm -hmm. at miss Jesse Lockhart and mine's at Hey Stephanie Mainville. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very easy to know who we are. We don't have these like weird.
0: Yeah. I think you definitely, this, this portion definitely covers not only your name on Instagram, but also your handle because your handle has to have your name in it as well, I think. I think it should have it. Your first name should be required, period, We need to know what to call you. People need to know how to address you. You don't want to be called like Blondie Soccer Girl, (laughs) you know, like it's just awkward. Like I have gone to write DMs to people and their first name is nowhere to be found. Right. And I don't like doing the hey girl, hey babe, hey whatever. Like I like to personally address people. So your first name is required. Your last name, I think, is kind of optional. Um, my last name is in my handle, at Miss Jessie Lockhart, and my last name is not in my name because I have Jesse and then a little line, AZ and Utah Realtor, because I wanted people to be able to, that, that um, your name is actually like, it can pop up in a search, mm-hmm. right? So if someone searches for AZ Realtor or Utah Realtor, my name could potentially pop up because that's in my name. So you want to put like keywords in there, like you yeah. have realtor and stuff like that. So um, some people will like to use their middle name. There's a handful of girls on our team that have their middle name in their handle or in their actual name on Instagram, and I think that's totally fine. But for the love, please put your first name please in do your name, this. please. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Um, okay. So next one. Yes. Where are you? You guys, do you know how annoying it is to go to someone's profile and not see where they're located? It's so
1: bad. And it sounds again, so silly, but you'd be surprised how many profiles do this, right? Like Jesse and I were just talking about how a lot of times I'm searching for a realtor or Jesse is Mm -hmm. because we want to refer some business and it's out of state. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that market. I don't know. You know, I just have somebody who's asking me for a realtor in Dallas, Texas versus like a different location. And Mm -hmm. I need to know where you're at.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, as a service or location based business. So if you have a storefront, a studio, or if you service a particular area, you honestly can't afford not to put your location in your bio. It's seriously one of my biggest pet peeves, um, especially because people nowadays use Instagram to literally find businesses. I have used Instagram to find photographers or landscapers or um, like uh, window tinting for my Tesla and stuff like that. Like I have used Instagram myself. And so it's just so irritating when people don't put their location. It bugs me. You're like,
1: come on. I know. And the statistic, I I don't have it right here in front of me, but it's really high for the amount of people that follow brands and businesses on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a very, very common thing. So, yes, you need to make sure that we know where you are. Be really transparent in this. And like I said, if you're living in a a state where, and you're a real estate agent or something, or maybe you provide a service, like my husband's pool business is only, you know, in the East Valley versus the West Valley. That's Mm -hmm. a very common term here in Arizona, where we're at in Phoenix. And so I have that in my bio. It mm-hmm. says AZ East Valley because there came a point in my business that I no longer wanted to travel to the West side. For me, that's like for us, Jesse yeah. lives out in my area too, but you know, that's like an hour plus drive mm-hmm. and it's not very easy for me to go out there and show one or two houses, you know, to a client. So ultimately it's best for the client and it's best for me. Mm -hmm. So be very, very specific on that. I've had to scroll somebody's profile and like look at their pictures Mm -hmm. to try and see if they've tagged a location.
0: And a lot of times people don't either. And that drives me crazy because A, they don't have the location in their bio anywhere. They don't have the address um, because a business profile allows you to put an address if you want. They don't have it in their bio or as an address, and then they don't geotag themselves. And the geotag is where, when you post to your feed, you can actually, you know, add add a location, and that's what a geotag is. Do you add a location onto all of your posts? On uh, every single one of my feed posts, yes. Same,
1: same. Okay, so Jesse and I are on the same page here, guys. And if you're not doing this, like, why? Mm. Why? Is it because? you're worried about safety. I feel like sometimes I've taught classes and I've had people be like, well, what about, you know, I'm worried about people knowing where I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Number one, you're a brand. So you Mm -hmm. have to think of yourself in a different way. Number two, you can just post your overall general city. You don't have to post like your house coordinates Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, I always just post Queen Creek and I know Jesse does a lot of that too. Yeah. So just think of it more of in a broad broad way. You don't have to you know, display, like I said, your address or anything like that, or where your kids
0: go to school. Like, of right. course, take the safety precautions. But I also think, I mean, oh crap, I just lost the thought. <laughs> oh oh no, no. no, 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 I remember that. <laughs> I remembered it. Um, posting like a location, like you have easy East Valley, I don't have East Valley or anything in my profile because I wanted to highlight that I'm licensed in both Arizona and Utah. So that's just have so many words. That's just a sacrifice <laughs> that I, you know, that I took in my own personal bio. But when you put a location like that, um, it sets you apart as an expert in that area too. So someone might be comparing you to somebody else and maybe you have something a little bit more specific or the other person has something a little bit more specific in their profile and they might end up going with someone else because they put a specific location in there where you were just like generalizing or something.
1: I've definitely had that happen. I've had some, I've had several actually people reach out before and they're like, well, we want to buy a house in Queen Creek. And we know that you're in Queen Creek. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a listing appointment where I've been told that, you know, I live in Queen Creek and they are going to sell their house in Queen Creek. And even though they have a friend who's in in real estate, he's not in the same area and they want someone who gets Queen Creek Mm -hmm. quite literally is what they said. Yeah. So you know, it goes to show that, that it could, it just can do so much for you. Yeah. Beyond what you can even imagine. Yeah. And especially,
0: so. as, especially as real estate agents, guys, it's literally why we're like what we do, what we do. Exactly. <laughs> it's location, So, so hardcore location based. You can't afford not to put your location in your bio.
1: Agree. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'm done with that one. Are we done with this one? <laughs> I'm
0: off my, I'm off my soapbox on the location thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, the next one guys is is what do you do? So again, this these all sound so simple, but it's just crazy how many people we've come across that don't have these things in their bio. So again, like how are people supposed to know that you can help them if you don't explain what you do? Like the whole point of our podcast is we're trying to use Instagram to generate business. So how do you generate business without telling people, what you do. Exactly. You may have all of these key ingredients to your
1: bio, but you're missing the factor of like really clearly labeling what you do. Yeah. And so, you know, you need to make sure that you're putting your title, your position in, in, um, you know, you can put it in your actual name. Uh, I personally also have not just realtor in my name, but, uh, every business, if you're in, in any kind of business, and I'm assuming that you are because you're listening here, mm-hmm. um, you should 1000% have your profile set up as a business account. Mm-hmm. So business or creator, I get that question a lot. Which one? Just choose which one. I mean, you can do different features sometimes mm-hmm. on certain ones, but whatever. Um, but you should be a business. And then you can also put your type of business in that area too.
0: Yeah. Like your service category. Yes. And thank you. I have, I'm a, I'm a creator account. And I do have selected as a real estate agent in there, but Instagram allows you to hide it. Mm -hmm. So if you just like mine literally is just for aesthetically like uh, aesthetics, Um, I don't have mine in there where it says real estate agent, because I feel like I have it enough in there that it's very obvious that I'm a real estate agent. That's me too. I recently changed mine actually
1: to entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like, (laughs) but I have realtor in my name,
1: so you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, I mean, it's just you have to have
0: it. All of this, guys, all of this stuff comes down to just personal preference. Like, there are things that I have in my bio that Stephanie doesn't, and vice versa. And it's just because it's our profile. We can we can pick and choose. We have the same basic information in there. We're answering all of these questions in our Instagram bios, but the rest of it just comes down to aesthetics basically. Yeah. Like how you (laughs) want your profile to look, it's your profile. It's part of your brand. You get to choose at the end of the day, but exactly. But yeah, so you can put like your title or position. So realtor, lash artist, hairstylist, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can put it either in your actual name, which we've already talked about. You can list it as a service category, or you can put it in your actual bio. Um, so just put what you do. I mean, people may not you almost have to assume sometimes that you're talking to like a, a kindergartner. Right. And you have to just make it super simple. Needs make it to be unquestionable. Agreed. What you do. I, uh, definitely. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So the final fourth tip here that you need to consider when you're putting your bio together is who do you help? Okay. This is a really big one. We need to know who are you trying to attract on Instagram overall. And this can come down to who your ideal clients are. Is there a specific type of person or maybe it's a specific location like we've been talking about? It really depends on your business. Mm-hmm. But but you need to have some kind of like I help statement or something similar in your bio. So mm-hmm. for me personally, mine says home buying and selling simplified. Um, that's because I've really prided myself on being the agent that takes the extra steps to prepare and help my clients plan even in advance. So, I mean, as far as, you know, a year in advance or before that, and I openly talk about that on my Instagram account, uh, because that's something that I like to do. It builds rapport with my clients and it simplifies their process. Mm -hmm. I know that you
0: have something fairly similar. Yeah. So in mine, uh, mine says you're a first-time home buying and selling expert because um, that's who I want to attract. That's w- that's what my content is geared toward is first-time home buyers and sellers answering the questions that first-time home buyers and sellers are typically asking. How do I buy? What's the minimum down payment? What credit score? Well, how does it work to sell and buy a place? Yada, yada. All that stuff is what I'm talking about on my con- in my content because that's my niche that's who i have niched down to those are my ideal clients our first-time home buyers and sellers Um, i want people to feel like they're actually going to learn something on my page they're not just gonna see just sold just listed me bragging about certain listings and whatnot they're actually going to learn on my page so I i just think this is such a big again a big one like if you don't put your niche or your ideal client in there somehow or write something that is geared toward them. I mean again, that could be the difference between them passing on your page and you losing a potential client or them finding your profile and being like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad that I found you because, you know, we're looking to buy a house or we're trying to find somebody to help us sell our house, yada yada." You just never know. Right. Right. It's not
1: enough just to put realtor in there and where you do service. There's so many pages that I go to that are like that, Mm -hmm. but they're not very inviting. And I feel like this is an inviting key factor. Mm -hmm. You're inviting these people into your page. You're telling them what they're here um, to see and to grow and to learn, right? Like Instagram, people want to feel inspired or they want to be educated. Mm -hmm. And so your page has to do these things. Yeah. And if not, then you're really just on Instagram to you know, post pictures to your friends.
0: (laughs) Right. And I think though, um, one thing about real estate that is really cool, I think, is you can have an ideal client like me, which is generalized to first time home buyers and sellers, or your ideal client could be a particular area. I mean, there are tons of real estate agents who do this in traditional marketing. They use traditional marketing methods to farm a particular area. You know, so maybe and maybe you are like a a luxury or a farm and horse property realtor. Like those are things that you should be putting in your profile because that ultimately is what's going to set you apart from other agents, too. Exactly. Don't be afraid to, to niche down. I say niche. Jesse says niche.
1: (laughs) Tomato, (laughs) Um, tomato. I I know. I feel like every time you say it, I think about it. (laughs) Um, But don't be afraid to niche down because like we always say, and I think Jesse knows who originally said this was not me, but the riches are in the niches. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we can kind of be afraid to niche down and to say like, oh, this is who I want to specialize in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have clients. In other areas or right types that but, don't fit that, yeah. But you really will find like this community, right? You're gonna have these people that just like 1,000% relate to you and love you and um, root for you and cheer you on and refer you business, and that's what you want. You want
0: you want a crowd. You want people who are diehards for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I mean we could talk on and on and on about niching and. Your ideal clients and stuff. Like, that's just such a big part of our Instagram strategy. But at the end of the day, whether you use like an I help, so um, I help first time home buyers realize home ownership is a whatever is a I possibility help. or something. I help people quit renting or you know whatever it is
1: whatever it is I liked the one about horse property
0: yeah you could do something like that or something simpler like mine for example (laughs) like we talked about your first time home buying and selling expert that's what I want I want people to when they come to my page to be like oh my god she knows her shit about first time home buying or this girl's in my head because she's answering all these questions that I've asked or I've literally googled and haven't Mm -hmm. found any good information that's what I want Well, and you probably hear from a lot of people, too, that they're like, oh, I
1: felt like I could actually, like, talk to you or reach out. And, you know, you don't, those buyers sometimes, right, like, they don't feel like they want to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like raising your hand in a a classroom, like, you get nervous to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't want to bug someone or you will hear like, I don't want to waste your time. And no, like, you broke that barrier down with what your bio
0: says. Mm -hmm. And And that's what you want. I mean, and I've just had people refer People to me because maybe that person isn't in a position to buy or sell, but they know someone who is, and they know that I am the first time home buying and selling expert, so they send them to me. Right? Same for you. Like, you might have, you know, someone that lives in the West Valley refer business to you because you're in Queen Creek. Like, mm-hmm. just, it does, it happens. It's just so important, guys. Let's do it. So important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, those four tips were super jam packed. I feel Mm -hmm. like that was really helpful for you guys. Um, We have just a lot, the last couple of things that you can consider, uh, including in your bio. And so one of those things being any credentials that you have, like maybe you have a degree that you've earned or some type of extra behind your name. Mm -hmm. Um, I not that long ago hit an achievement in my business Um, And so I changed mine. So it says icon and top 1%. Mm -hmm. So things like that, you can always include in your bio. My, I feel like our bios are ever changing. I mean, it's not like we set our bio and then it's like that forever. Yeah. So you can continually update it as your business changes or you grow or you niche down even more so or whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But any credentials that you have that you've earned, like show them off. Like definitely. I mean, if you, have the, and this is the thing that sucks. I mean, you and I could, could write so much more in our bios, but you're (laughs) limited to, to just this little bit of space. Um, but yeah, I mean, any credit credentials, maybe any publications, like if you've been published somewhere, you could put, do something like that. Um, another one are maybe any other businesses or projects, of yours. So like we, both me and Stephanie have socially modern in our personal Instagram bios, because we want people to see that and then maybe end up over on the socially modern Instagram. And maybe they, that's how they found our podcast. Like, so any other businesses or projects of yours you could put in there too.
1: For sure. Or a hobby or interest. Um, and this is something that of course you connect with someone on. So again this can kind of go with who do you help and so mm-hmm. going back to just the horse property thing it could be that you're you know into horseback riding and so that's why you're you know solid with all this horse property information right. so just things like that you can you can bring in a hobby or an interest mm-hmm.
0: yeah cuz again we we talk a lot about connection points and how people it's like, I want people to come for the real estate knowledge and stay because they just love my personality. They resonate with you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So you can kind of fill in, fill in the blanks there. So, and then we'll just leave you with this last little nugget before we sign
1: off here, but Um, A call to action in your links area. This is like your resource area. um, And some things that you can do is like scheduling a call with you or maybe it goes back to your Instagram. Um, I really, truly feel like you have to have a place to send your potential clients and buyers. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what,
0: you know. Even if it's something as simple as send me a DM. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the message button is still right below there. Is right there. You know, but so most
1: everybody has some type of, you know, you probably have some type of website or scheduling tool, or maybe you sell a product, or you know, just get a free quote, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Make sure that you have that in there. Um, you, I, I always like to think like Instagram is an awesome tool, but I also don't own Instagram. I want to make sure that I'm bringing people back to other spaces that I do control Mm -hmm. on the internet. And so, you know, like I said, maybe it's just getting a quote. Maybe it's something you're like, I don't have a website. Well then go on Flowdesk and go
0: make yourself a cool newsletter. Mm -hmm. It could be so many things. It could be um, an email marketing freebie. It could be a blog. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a scheduling tool, a home search site. Like there are so many things that you could do if you're like us, then we utilize Milkshakes. So we have so many different links in there. And we just tell people like mine says, start here with a, the emoji hand pointing down so that people will click there. And then they have all of those different things, whether they want my ebook or to find the podcast or my website or home search, whatever. There's so many things there, but whatever your call to action is, just make it a good one. Invite people. Again, no pressure. You have to <laughs> make have it a good to, one. <laughs> you have to ask for the business. You have to ask people to do things. You have to ask them, call them to action. Mm-hmm. They've come to your page. They've read your bio. Maybe they resonate with you. Now ask them to do something.
1: Exactly. You have to teach people. I always say you have to teach people how to work with you. And teach people how to refer you business. Yep. And so if you're just, you know, you're out there creating awesome content that resonates with them and they're getting all excited about it, but maybe they're a little trigger shy to actually reach out to you. And mm-hmm. now you've said, message me if you have a question about this. And they're like, okay, she's opened up mm-hmm. the door. Now yep. I can, I'll, will come in. I'm, I'm here. I'm invited. Exactly. So Anyways, well, that's everything that we have for you. This was fun. We haven't recorded in a while, so, you know, it felt good. We're back in the studio,
0: guys. Yeah. Hope you guys learned something, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern.
1: Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this
0: episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at HeyStephanieMainville. And me, Jesse, at
1: MissJessieLockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.